Jesse Kelly here. If you're in a situation where you feel threatened, instinct may drive you to reach for lethal means immediately. But we all want to avoid the irreversible consequences of deadly force. Enter the Berna Less Lethal Pistol Launcher equipped with tear gas and kinetic ammo to incapacitate an attacker for up to 40 minutes. It's legal in all 50 states, requires no background checks, and can be shipped right to your door. Visit Berna.com slash Jesse now for an exclusive 10% discount. I know you're paying attention to global events. Wars bubbling up everywhere. Countries are buying and hoarding mass amounts of gold. Why aren't you? It's time to pull the trigger with Oxford Gold Group and buy gold and silver. Nobody can predict the future, but we can't put our heads in the sand either. Call Oxford Gold Group right now and you may qualify for up to $10,000 in free precious metals. Call 833-995-GOLD. That's 833-995-GOLD. 833-995-G-O-L-D. Are you being influenced? If you watched a blockbuster film in the last decade, then there's a chance it's been influenced by the Chinese Communist Party. Here's the reality. The CCP may be running the largest influence campaign in history. In Hollywood Takeover, brought to you by the Epic Times, investigative reporter Tiffany Meyer reveals how the CCP exerts control over some major studios. Don't miss the most important documentary about Hollywood yet. For a limited time, watch the first 10 minutes for free at HollywoodTakeover.com slash Jesse. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet that's right up to fifteen hundred dollars again sign up using code buckeye and receive up to fifteen hundred dollars back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet BetMGM and game sense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park that's 1-800-GAMBLER Newton Group Transfer, they are here to help you if you're stuck in a timeshare. These stories from people who have these timeshares and can't get out of them, they're shocking. These timeshare companies, not all of them, but so many, they get their hooks into you and you can't give them up. You can't give them up. Or they'll, they'll do things like they charge you thousands of dollars. One girl, she got past her timeshare when her mother passed away. She gets past the timeshare, doesn't want the timeshare, doesn't use the timeshare. They tell her she can get out of it for $4,000. She has to come up with a $4,000 check. This is not right. It's unjust. And Newton Group Transfers is here to help you. If you are in a timeshare and want out or know someone who is, call 888-845-3773. That's 888-84-JESSE. Or go to timesharejesse.com, Newton Group Transfer. They will help you out. This is The Jesse Kelly Show. There's nothing like some good old-fashioned spite to give us a great history story. And the best spite out there is long-lasting spite. Spite that's been simmering for a long time. Now, don't get me wrong. As we've talked about before, there's nothing appealing about bitterness to be around. I hate I hate women after my second divorce. It's boring. Take that off of Facebook. Shut up. Ladies, you too. Ah, men are such trash. Just, just keep that stuff to yourself. Bitterness is boring. But I'm talking generational spite that turns into open combat. It's not fun to be around. No one wants to like hang with that person. 
But man, it does make for a cool story. Let's rewind, even though this is kind of an American story. We're going to go way, way, way pre-America briefly to England. Let's go 1100s. They are starting to really flex their muscle on the world stage, starting to. This is not the height of the British Empire, the Navy ruling the seas, so on and so forth. But they're starting to rise. You know how this works, especially in this time period. There's Britain, France, Spain, all these things. We're approaching the age of exploration where they're going to get out on those big old sailboats and they're going to go start flexing their muscle out there. And they set their sights on Ireland. And why wouldn't they set their sights on Ireland after all? You start small, you start close, you start local. You don't wake up one day in England and say, you know, I bet India is ripe for the picking. You start close. And they start muscling their way into Ireland. Now, the Irish, yes, I obviously, with the last name of Kelly, that is my heritage. I, let me clarify, though, I'm not going to do a Homer show today, a super pro-Irish show, simply because I wasn't raised in that way. It's obviously my heritage, but I'm not going to want to do those, oh, look at the Irish things. I, I, was never, I was never taught anything about Ireland. We, were never, we didn't have an Irish accent. We didn't talk about going back to the home country. I've never done Ancestry.com. I don't know anything about it. All I know is I was from a blue-collar, rust-belt town where the Irish often ended up, and my last name is Kelly. So I'm sure there's all kinds of potato famine history there. I just don't know it. I want to make sure I'm being real clear about who I am. That said, the Irish really, really, really did well for themselves when it comes to resisting the English. And I don't mean a temporary resistance. Hundreds and hundreds of years the Irish created real problems for England. They had a different culture than English than England's culture. It, it was and is distinctly different. They did not want to be part of England's culture. They couldn't really fight them off militarily, though they tried several times. And England, you know, we always have to look from every perspective we can In England's mind, these freaking Irish are a huge pain in the rear end. These savages will not just come to heel. They won't do as they're told. They are a constant problem. And I can't stress enough how long this went on. It wasn't one of these, we all show up for a weekend political rally and then, ah, I'm bored, let's go back home thing. Remember I said about the 1100s, the British start ruling them? Our story is going to take place in the 1840s. Hundreds of years, the Irish are a problem. And there are more conflicts in those hundreds of years than I can go into. But just know, there are huge things that take place continuously. England is really trying to, and you'll have English people deny this to this day. Some won't, some will. But look, the Irish thought so. And you look at what they did, it sure seemed like England was really trying to eradicate the Irish. Now, that's such a difficult, that's such a difficult concept because as soon as you start using words like genocide or eradicate, how many things go through your head? Lots of them, and they're terrible, right? You're, now it's Pol Pot in the killing fields. You're marching Jews into the gas chamber. You're, as soon as you start using things like eradicate, that's what people think. That's not necessarily what England did. They tried to do it more nicely. Well, no, I mean, we're not going to march you off and shoot you all in the back of the head, but look, that land you have, I know you're an Irish Catholic. You own some land. That's cool, right? Good for you. I'm glad you own that land. Yeah, you're not allowed to pass that down to your Irish Catholic son. Sorry. 
Oh, don't get me wrong. If you have a Protestant somewhere in your family, he can have that land. Your Irish Catholic son. No, no, no. No, he's not allowed to have it. They started losing things like voting rights. You don't have any representation. They lose burial rights. Oh, your your mother died? And and how we all know the how how the Irish are about tradition. They're like the Jews. They really are. They're a big traditional people. You know how Jews have so many cool traditions? The Irish are that way too. I'm not an expert on it, but they have really cool traditions. And plus Irish Catholic, Catholics have cool traditions too. There's just gonna there's gonna be traditions that come with that. Burial rights are a big deal. Now, because I care about nothing, I don't care what you do with my body after I'm done. Just chuck me in the ditch for all, I'm, all I care. But other cultures, many cultures, most cultures, how you leave the world, how your body resides the rest of the time in the world is a big deal. What's the Jewish thing, Chris? Do you guys have some kind of, you people have some kind of special burial cremation or something like that? You want to have your ashes spread over a bank or something? Oh, I'm quick kidding. What, Chris? Seriously, what do you talk, what do you do? Do you, is it cremation? Is it cremation? Or you do cremate in your family? I don't, I, okay. For some reason, I thought there would have been gravestones there. You you do have gravestones you just cremate for? Oh, see, that's cool. I bet, And I bet there's a rabbi there in a cool ceremony, I'm assuming, right, of some kind. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and that's most cultures. Most cultures have something cool like that. And I've always thought those were fascinating. I just don't have one. But it is a big deal to people. It's a very big deal to people. The Irish had it too. The Irish were denied burial rights. And then... In the year 1845, the potato crop fails. Now, let me clarify why this turns into such a monumental big deal. The potato crop fails. The Irish, because they had been phased out of owning large parts of land, mostly only could farm small little plots on someone else's land because the English were constantly buying up and giving away Irish lands to other people, their lords and things like that. So the Irish, now you used to, oh, I know you used to have a big plot of land in your family and maybe you had some cattle and things like that. Congratulations, now you have a tiny little lot out back um, and I own it, so you're also going to pay rent on it. But just grow whatever you need to survive. Not my problem. And they grew potatoes in droves. That was really, I I mean, look, potatoes are heavy. Potatoes provide you with great, well, I mean, I shouldn't say great nutrition. They provide you with the ability to live without much. Understand? Hang on. Stocky. Follow, like, and subscribe on social at Jesse Kelly DC. Natural medicines and holistic healing approaches are known to help alleviate issues like anxiety, headaches, joint pain. That's why I go with CBD. Are you suffering from anxiety? Headaches? I mean, these are things that plague us all. I want natural solutions. Doctors Trusted CBD has researched the entire CBD industry to find the best and highest quality CBD. That's why they teamed up with Be Best Organics. They actually hold a certificate of analysis and they're made in the United States of America. Please stop buying garbage CBD from garbage sources. You have a trusted one sitting right in front of you. Go to DoctorsTrustedCBD.com. That's DoctorsTrustedCBD.com. Use the promo code JESSE for free shipping and 10% off. Chris and I had an entire discussion 
about burial rites off. He said that Jews do not spread the ashes around. That's not a Jewish thing, spreading the ashes around? I think that's a cool tradition. Uh, okay. Oh, I did not realize that. Producer Christian said there are Jews who don't do the whole cremation thing because of World War II, which is obviously under. That's obviously the understatement of the year to say that's understandable. I always like the spreading of the ashes thing. I wonder what Buddhists do or Muslims do. Somebody, somebody's all about keeping the body together. And no, don't don't send me emails about the ancient Egyptians. I know somebody's about keeping the body together. All right, I'm not going to get distracted. Back to my story. 1845, potato crop fails. If you're Irish, there's a great chance you live on potatoes, period. End of story. And when I say live on potatoes, I mean live on potatoes. And when I say good chance you live on it, I mean a huge portion of the Irish population was poor and lived on potatoes. Now the potato crop fails. The Irish are starving to death. When this thing is done, this potato famine is done, just so you understand the scale we're talking about here and the spite that is already there. Remember, pre-potato famine, there's hundreds of years of spite built in. And remember, there's always a religious thing, too, obviously, We love to joke about all that stuff on this show, but there's a real Catholic Protestant problem here. Big time. Big time. They're not pleased with each other, put it mildly. So there's all this spite built in. Now potato crop fails. One million Irish people die. Remember I said starving to death? I didn't mean 50 or 60. A million of them die. Two million of them have to flee the country. A million of those go to America. We'll get to that in a second. That's actually where we're going. But part of the reason the Irish, I know what you're thinking right now, well, how's that the British's fault? Well, if you're the Irish, um, they've taken all your land. Now your potato crop fails. Now in your time of need, and this is a big time oversimplification, but the English aren't helping. They're not starving over in England. They're doing fine. You're right next door. We're technically a colony. Why are you not dumping truckloads of food on us every single day? And not only is England not feeding the Irish, they're still exporting food to other nations as part of trade agreements they have. So think about this if you're Irish. One million of your countrymen die. Your family members dead. You're burying people if you're even allowed to do so. And you go out at night and see English ships sailing by the shore full of food heading to other places. Do you think that would create an entirely new level of bitterness and spite. The Irish, many people to this day, but the Irish thought the English were trying to exterminate them from the planet. In their mind, this was a genocide. I know, Chris. Chris raised his hands like, well, I mean, what do you call it? I I know. Look, I know. it's this sound like I'm trying to defend the English. I'm not. I just, I don't want to make it out to be, like I said, I don't want to make it out to be Pol Pot in the killing fields. But, Is starving people better than shooting them in the back of the head? In all seriousness. So, remember those million people I told you heading to America? Remember, two million left, a million go to America. The Irish get to America and they find, in their minds, well, in in reality too, a lot more of the same. A lot more of the same. As you know, we make insensitive jokes about religion and race and things like that on this show. However, the jokes are only funny because they're uncomfortably true at one point in time. At one point in time, this was the dumb stereotype of this or that. And the Irish show up in America in droves. I mean, part of the problem isn't really the Irish I'm sure there was there was a problem there, too, with some of them. Part of the problem is the numbers. Whenever you mass import 
another culture into a nation, it's going to create real animosity and resentment and fear. It simply doesn't work. It's terrible for a country. However, if you're America, you're going to let a million Irish people starve? I mean, you think about the excuses they make to bring in refugees here today. These people are starving to death. You're going to tell a million people, sorry, turn your boat around, have fun in the Atlantic? Of course you're not. We start taking in the Irish, and they're running into all kinds of anti-Irish bigotry here in America. That's one thing we don't talk about near enough because, look, the Irish people aren't still whining about it today. Let's just be honest. But the Irish, boy, they experienced, I mean, there are signs, you've seen this in movies, Irish need not apply. People wouldn't hire the Irish. People didn't want to live around the Irish. People didn't like Catholics a lot here. Remember, this is a Protestant country. I realize we have tons of Catholics here, and that's fine, but we were founded by Protestants. Protestants, were, I mean, that was the ruling religion of the day. It was. And again, Protestants and Catholics, which I always found amusing because I was never in the middle of it. I'm not a Catholic. I'm, I'm a Protestant, but I always found it so weird how much they hated each other. They've killed each other in droves, man. In droves, they've killed each other. And the Irish get here, and they are not welcomed with open arms, to put it mildly. Paid the worst, having to find various little gigs where they will get hired. They start, they start getting jobs as members of the police force. It's where you get a lot of that Irish pig, you know, that, that talk, a lot of that Irish. Well, that created resentment, too. See, here's, here's something else you need to realize. Michael Malice always makes people mad, my regular guest on Monday, when he comes on the show and talks about how absurd it is that we revere law enforcement. Because, look, I love law enforcement. And I disagree with him on that, but that's fine. But he does make a solid point in this, and that the American, the current American reverence for cops does not translate to the rest of the world, and it doesn't even translate to American history. Your local cop back in the 1850s was not some neighborhood hero at all. He was not well thought of. Now, there were cops who were, but there were so many cops who weren't. It just was not, it was, oh, wow, son, make sure you go thank him for your service. There was not, that, that was not happening. So that creates even more resentment for the Irish. Civil War comes. These refugees, remember, just got here. This famine was in the 1840s, 1845. And the Civil War pops up. The Irish, they have something called the Fenian Brotherhood. F-E-N-I-A-N. I don't want to make it sound like it was just an American thing. It was really, it was in Ireland. It was, it was there. And it sprouted off of one of the various failed revolutions where the Irish tried to cast off the English. And this Fenian Brotherhood was not some tiny little terror cell in a mud hut. We're talking 300,000 men strong. And the Fenian Brotherhood, those who were in America, they decide they're going to come up with a plan. Part of that plan is this. We are going to join the cause of the Civil War. We are going to get out of this a few things, a few very specific things. Hang on. never completely ready to adopt a teen for late nights writing english papers for your teen's music taste for dinners where they talk more on their phone than with you for the first time they call you mom you're never completely ready to adopt a teen and you can't imagine the reward to learn more about adopting a teen visit adoptuskids.org brought to you by the u.s department of health and human services adopt u.s kids and the ad council Part-time job, full-time hustle, all-time Shiro to all of us. 
You nurture, we listen. You teach, we thrive. You lift our spirits, but we've got to lay down the truth. It's time for you, our Shiro, to stretch for the stars. Start saving more for retirement now so you can feel prepared and live your life to the fullest. Get free tips to help boost your retirement savings now at aceyourretirement.org slash Shiro. A message brought to you by AARP and the Ad Council. Irish, at least the Fenian Brotherhood Irish, come up with a plan. Their plan is this. Look, let's get involved in the Civil War. Sounds insane to you and I, but here was their thinking. One, war means food, steady food. War means money, steady money. War means acceptance, a greater chance of acceptance into American society. All these things, completely understandable, and all these things have been reasons people have joined the cause of war since the beginning of time. It's not as if you get rich in the military. You eat. You eat. Three square meals a day. You and I may take that for granted that we get three square meals a day now. Maybe you're in a position in your life where you don't take it for granted. If you're in that spot, let me tell you what. You're eating once a day? Maybe one and a half? Uh, I, I can join the military and they'll feed me three times a day? A lot more appealing than you think. Roof over your head? A little cash in your pocket? And to be accepted into the country, to prove their patriotism. I don't want to act like Americans were these evil racist scumbags who despised all the Irish for no reason, though. There's always a flip side to that coin, and I despise that Americans have always been evil. One, people in every society in the history of mankind, of every race, religion, country, whatever it may be, have disliked the mass importation of people from another country. Understandably so. Do you like it when people show up at your house with 10 people for dinner? One person shows up, okay. 10 or 20 show up, now I feel like you're intruding on what's mine and frankly taking it over. There's nothing wrong, nothing wrong with having a spirit inside of you that's protective of your culture, of your country. You should care enough about your culture and your country to want to protect it. Now, again, that doesn't mean you go turning away a million starving refugees. I'm not saying we were wrong for taking them in. I just hate this modern American history that we always present of America America and Americans have always sucked and they've always been racist and this was evil. Look how bad we treated the Irish. Look, we had a lot of poor Americans too. A lot of poor Americans too who were born here. You're a poor American. You're born here. You see a million Irish people flooding into your country, undercutting you on jobs because they would work for less, understandably so. You're going to be upset, and you don't have to be judged by anybody for being upset about that. So there's my little disclaimer. I just don't, I don't like that. America's always been racist. Buddy, you'd flip out if I showed up to dinner with 20 of my friends tonight at your house, and understandably so. It's your house. Also, the Irish joined because, you know, three hots in a cot. And they didn't know the Civil War was going to be that bad. Nobody knew the Civil War was going to be that bad. Now, people should have known. And there were, I mean, look, I shouldn't say nobody. A couple guys were out there warning it. The North, remember, the North had all the industry, all the money. I've told you before, the South's economy was one-fifth 
the size of New York's. They thought this thing was going to be over in about five seconds. They didn't take into account a lot of things of this Southern rebel spirit. They didn't take into account the, the so many of our greatest generals went and fought for the South. They just they, they didn't take some of these things into account. And we were entering this new era of war where the weapons were better, the cannons were better. People didn't know the Civil War was going to be the Civil War when the Civil War started, and they dang sure didn't didn't think it was going to take four years. Lincoln thought it'd be over in months. But they joined for another reason, too. They join because they want military training so they can go take on the British in Ireland. That's right. The Fenian Brotherhood, which was founded in 1858, I should mention, right before the Civil War. The Fenian Brotherhood, their intention, part of their intention in joining the Union Army is teach me how to use a weapon. Teach me tactics. I'm going to fight the British when I get out of here. Now, remember, I said there are about 300,000 of these guys. They start plans, start tentative plans for their British invasion. Ha ha ha, get that, Chris? Little music reference for you there. They start tentative plans for their British invasion. The British are not stupid. The British are extremely intelligent, one of the most accomplished countries in the history of mankind. The British find out about these, frankly, idiotic and insane and impossible plans to go fight Britain from America by the Irish They infiltrate it. They arrest everybody. They suspend habeas corpus, throw everybody in jail in Ireland. It just doesn't work. Well, remember, we are at hundreds of years of spite and bitterness here. We're at, I watched my mom die from starvation levels of bitterness here. Don't think that that was going to stop them. The Fenian Brotherhood, they look around and say, well, all right, we we can't get to... Britain, we can't get to Ireland. Don't really have the Navy for that anyway. We don't have the money for that. I mean, Canada's right there. Canada is right there. What's going to stop us from going and attacking that British colony in Canada? Let's backtrack just a brief moment here. Understand that the United States, we have attempted this exact same thing they attempted in Canada twice by this point in time. In the Revolutionary War and the War of 1812, we had these dreams of causing this Canadian uprising so they would cast off the British and accept America, or or even do their own thing. But we've tried this twice before and failed twice before. These Canadians are not proving to be quite as pliable as we had hoped. However, the Irish, the Fenian Brotherhood, they do have a new aspect of their plan. One, and this is the normal one that everyone thinks, well, there are so many French people up there, the French will rise up and join us and toss off the British. And two... A bunch of Irish people went to went to Canada. So they start thinking if we just invade, all these Irish people in Canada will rise up and fight with us. War ends, and we know this part to be true. President Andrew Johnson at the time, he meets with the Fenian Brotherhood. Remember when I told you this is not some small ragtag group. These guys are organized, intelligent. They have generals packed full of veterans. They get a meeting with the president of the United States of America. And they, now this is where we get into the disputed part. The Fenians swear that they told Andrew Johnson, we're going to invade Canada. And Andrew Johnson says, oh, Absolutely. I mean, I'm not going to help, but I'm certainly not going to stop. Please do. A lot of people believe the Fenians. Why? I'll tell you why.
truth. Attitude. Jesse Kelly. You need an auto protection plan. Everybody needs an auto protection plan. I understand the hesitation to buy one. I don't like spending money either. I'm not quite as bad as producer Chris, but I don't like spending money either. Trust me on this. The first time something goes wrong in your car, and something will because something always goes wrong in them eventually, you will wish you had an auto protection plan. The costs these days of auto repair are just astronomical because the technology's through the roof. Something small, you go in and it's a grand, two grand to fix something. Who has that kind of money laying around? Go get a Car Shield auto protection plan. They're the best. They'll take care of you. Go to carshield.com. That's carshield.com. Don't forget, use the code JESSE. That actually saves you 10%. A deductible may apply. Doesn't hurt to get some weapons training. Now, I don't want to act like the plan went perfectly. They joined the Union Army. The war goes on for four years, and lots of them die. Again, that's not exactly what they saw coming. Loss of life didn't normally happen on that scale in war. However, the back end of the war, they come out of it. They're now going to invade Canada. They check in President Andrew Johnson. Yeah, yeah, go ahead. I appreciate it. Go ahead. They organize themselves. The plan, again, was to get the French and the Irish to rise up. They plan for 17,000 men to do this attack. They plan for a five-prong attack. I I don't want you to be under the impression this was some ragtag group of idiots who were planning on walking into some jerkwater city hall and holding them hostage until the British agreed to relent. They planned for 17,000 men. They planned for a naval crossing of Lake Erie. They, They planned for this. And there was so much planning for this, everyone found out. The Canadians found out. The British found out. Obviously, the Americans found out because they walked in the president's office and told him. Back to that briefly. Why would the president give kind of tacit approval in the beginning to this jab at the British? People do not realize the animosity that had taken place in America from the revolution clear through the War of 1812, clear into the Civil War, and the British during the Civil War were our enemy. And I don't mean slightly. The British, I mean, I'm talking about from a northern perspective here. That's not fair to my to my people in the south. But from a northern perspective, British... Ports were building southern warships. That was taken as a very big deal, understandably, for the North. We got our hands on a British ship with two Confederate diplomats on board. We're talking on the brink of war kind of animosity by the end of the Civil War between us and England. And we demanded at the end of it, the North demanded, well, I guess it was all back to being one country, then the country demanded, uh, I am owed some reparations from you, pal. Because the thinking was, and many people still think this to this day, But the thinking was, that should be noted, I don't think this, but it should be noted that the thinking was the South, they were traitors. They weren't weren't an opposing army. They weren't an opposing country. They were something worse than that. They were Judas Iscariot. These people were 
Our own guys who were traitors and knifed us in the back, there were hardliners in the North who wanted to kill them all. They should all be on trial for war crimes and treason. I mean, it was that kind of thing. Well, what are you thinking about the country that helps the traitor? It was that kind of bitterness. It was a, it was it was a hard slog to patch this country back together after that. My goodness, you still see the fighting about it today, especially with these idiots who don't know anything about history. Oh, change the military base names, you moron! Half those bases were named that as a way to reach across the aisle and bring the country back together, which of course you're now trying to rip apart. Half the Republicans are too, a bunch of sissies. So that kind of animosity, you walk in the president's office and say, I think I'd like to go ahead and go kick the British in the groin in Canada, if you wouldn't mind. And the president says, well, I'm not going to send troops, but go give them hell. But once this thing becomes public because of all the spies that infiltrated the Fenian Brotherhood, now you've put the United States in America of America in a bind. You see that Canadians know about it. It's in the Canadian newspapers that this invasion's coming. I mean that kind of know about it. Britain knows about it. Now everybody knows that we now know about it. It's one thing to wink, wink, nudge, nudge. I'm gonna look the other way. You go ahead and you go go get them. It's another thing when everyone knows. Uh, are you aware that Irish people in your country are staging for an invasion of Canada? Are you going to allow that? Uh, diplomatically, politically, you can't allow that. I, I don't care how mad you are at Britain. You're in, you're invading a sovereign country. You can't you can't allow it. So the United States, knowing that this entire invasion force has disintegrated because of dissension in the ranks and spies, they broke the whole thing up. But knowing there was still some guys, about a thousand of them, left in Buffalo, and that's where they were going to launch the United States. They decide they're going to send a ship, the USS Michigan, to patrol so the guys can't cross the river. USS Michigan is going to cruise up and down, make sure these guys can't cross into Canada. we got to stop this invasion. Can't look bad. And it would have worked. But it didn't. One in three adults has pre-diabetes. One in three. That means it could be you, your football buddy, your football buddy, or you, your best man, your worst man, you, your dog walker, your cat jogger. While one in three adults has pre-diabetes, with early diagnosis, pre-diabetes can be reversed. Take the risk test at doihaveprediabetes.org. That's doihaveprediabetes.org. Wait, did they just say one in three adults has pre-diabetes? That's 33.33333% of adults. That means it could be me, my boss, or my boss's boss, or me, my favorite sister, or my other sister. That's seven members of my 21-person romantic book club. <gasps> Wait, the one in three could be me, my karaoke partner Carol, or ugh, my karaoke enemy Jeff. I'm going to take the risk test at doihaveprediabetes.org. Brought to you by the Ad Council and its pre-diabetes awareness partners. You see... Man is fallible. Well, other men, not me. But man is fallible. No, in all seriousness. We just are. We have certain things that bring us down. Certain vices that bring us down. It's not an accident. People will use money to get good men to do bad things. They'll use women to get good men to do bad things. 
Shoot, the Russians were so good at that, they had entire units set up of female spies to get men to do bad things. If you think that has ended, by the way, you have another thing coming. That's still done today. And there's yet another thing out there that gets good men to do bad things. And that thing is called alcohol. And the Fenians knew it. Hang on. Jesse Kelly Show. This is the Jesse Kelly Show. USS Michigan only had one man who could pilot the ship. The Fenian Brotherhood knew who this one man was. He was not a member of the Fenian Brotherhood at all. He was there to pilot the USS Michigan and make dang sure these Fenian guys cannot invade Canada. Well, the Fenian Brotherhood, they simply get some dudes together. Invite the old captain out for a night on the town and get the guy absolutely blasted in the bars of Buffalo so he's non-functional the next day when the Fenians decide to cross the river and invade Canada. (laughs) How great is that? How much trouble? See, I looked into this a little and I couldn't find it. I'm sure there's a record out there. How much trouble did the did that captain get in for being the guy who allowed the invasion of Canada because he got drunk the night before? Oh man. Whoops. Was that, was that wrong? Mm. Mm-mm. The Canadians shockingly, because the first thing I thought was, okay, well, the Canadians knew about all this. Everyone knew about it. It was the worst kept secret in the world. A thousand dudes, it was actually about 800, a thousand dudes cross into Canada and the dudes are armed. And let's, let's clarify something right now. It's only 800 guys, but these are salty veterans of the civil war. These are hardcore fighters. It, it was not a ragtag band at all. Hardcore fighters. They cross into Canada, and Canada doesn't have a defense force at the border. They know there's only so many places you can cross and actually accomplish anything. They don't have any defense force. The Canadians had had, you know, a thousand word about they're crossing here, they're crossing there. They'd had a bunch of boy who cried wolf situations, so they just weren't ready. And they try to scramble and throw together some force You've got some regular troops in there, but essentially they're caught off guard, which is unbelievable to me because of all the warning they had. They're caught off guard, and they start handing weapons out to these young men, 18-, 19-year-old kids, completely untrained. That's the bad news. The good news is they way outnumbered the Fenians. They square off in a battle. The Fenians are outnumbered. They know this, but the Fenians are all smart and all veterans. They do a fake retreat. They then order a charge. Two guys, they only had a couple guys on horseback, the Fenians did. They order a charge into these this massive group of young Canadians. The Canadians panic and think that everybody must be on horseback because they see a couple dudes on horseback. They put their formation into some weird formation that's made to fight horses but not good against men and get absolutely mopped up. (laughs) The Fenians win their first battle. 
Now, the Fenians are not under the impression, as we wrap this thing up here, that they're going to be able to conquer Canada with 800 men. What they're waiting for, what they're waiting for is thousands of reinforcements to come back across the river where they crossed the river. And they've been told the enforcement, the, these reinforcements are coming. Except they don't show up. And now they don't know what to do, so they turn around and head back to where they crossed to see where are my reinforcements. They get in another fight, and they win again as they go back. So that's they're two and zero oh at this point in time. Two and zero, oh, they get back to the border and find out America has essentially put all these Irish that were there because they were like 15,000, I think maybe fifteen thousand Irishmen in Buffalo at the time. They'd pretty much put all of them on lockdown. The Fenian Brotherhood, the Fenian Raids, they're called. They pretty much end there as they limp back into America. Now, here's something you need to know. And I want you to remember this because I've been feeling like we all need a healthy dose of perspective recently. Look, there's enough bad news out there. We're going to go over all of it today. But a couple things you need to know. Conflicts between cultures, governments, internal conflicts of a nation to decide the direction of a nation. They're ongoing things. You're never going to wake up one day as somebody who consumes politics for a living, which you're listening to my voice right now. I'm assuming you do. Somebody who consumes politics, maybe not for a living, I shouldn't put it that way, as a hobby. If you don't find a way to enjoy the struggle itself, you should move on and find a new hobby because the day will never, ever come where you wake up and, oh, we finally beat them. It's over. The leftists are done, out of power, meaningless. We have run them out of America. That day's never, ever coming. You can work towards that day. You can make huge gains in your life and hopefully their kids and their life and their kids and their life, and you can... I'm not saying I'm not I'm not trying to be, you know, everything is meaningless. I'm trying to tell you these struggles, struggles go on for centuries and more. How long have the Jews been at odds with the Muslims? And that was not I mean I wasn't actually taking a shot at either of them, but th- these things go on and on and on and on. Struggle is not a temporary thing. Struggle is the thing. The times you don't have it are rare. I know there's bad news out there. And I know right now, many of you, because I see my emails, and you're welcome to email me, jesse at jessekellyshow.com, jesse at jessekellyshow.com. You feel like you've lost Lost this and lost that, and it's tough. You're licking your wounds, and and this hurts and that hurts. And look, things seem terrible. But you're going to have a thousand Fenian raids before you get to the one that succeeds. That's the nature of it. That's how it goes. We are not in a great spot right now culturally, obviously. The system, as I often talk about, the system is cementing its power as we speak. We saw what they did with the Hunter Biden stuff leading up to the election. I've talked about it a thousand times. I'm staring at a headline right here. Durham investigation closing down without indictments. Scared of the Biden blowback. So that one thing you were hanging on to 
many of you were hanging on to. Yeah, but when it comes out in the end, the system is stacked against you for now. And I'm going to talk about this Durham thing and why I think it's so bad and so dangerous in just a minute. But before I do that, I want you to hear me here. Yeah, stacked against us, no question. And we're going to have a bunch of little battles that we're going to lose. We are. However, find a way to enjoy that struggle or find a new hobby. Hang on. You know, your house smells. Don't get mad. Don't get mad. My house smells too. I'm not, I'm not indicting you. I'm sure you keep a clean home, but just time means you're going to acquire smells, whether those are cooking smells that get in your paint, your carpet. Maybe they're animal smells. Maybe you're a smoker or someone else was. Just living creates smells. I didn't realize that my home had a smell to it until I got my first Eden Pure Thunderstorm, the greatest air purifier I've ever, ever owned in my life. This thing, I had it plugged in for two hours. I came back in the room and my air smelled so clean. I now own three of them. I'm not making that up. This thing has absolutely changed me on top of what it's done for my allergies. Go get one, get two, be like me and get three. Go to EdenPureDeals.com. Make sure you use the promo code JESSE that gets you 10 bucks off and free shipping. EdenPureDeals.com, promo code JESSE. Hollywood is under siege from external forces. The same Hollywood that sold the American dream is now making nightmares a reality. Many major films make choices to appease the Chinese Communist Party to be distributed in China. Join Tiffany Meyer, an investigative reporter in Hollywood Takeover. Brought to you by the Epic Times, where she reveals how the CCP exerts control over some major studios. Don't miss the most important documentary about Hollywood yet. For a limited time, watch the first 10 minutes for free at hollywoodtakeover.com slash jesse. Who is there for heroes or the families left behind when a service member or first responder dies or is catastrophically injured in the line of duty? Who helps our country's homeless veterans? And who helps our nation to never forget 9-11? Let me tell you who. The Tunnel to Towers Foundation. The Foundation's Gold Star, Fallen First Responder, Smart Home, and Homeless Veteran Programs comprise their In the Line of Duty programs. They're all dedicated to honoring our nation's heroes and their families. Over 80 walks, runs, and climbs a year, dozens of golf outings, and the Tunnel to Towers 9-11 Institute is educating kids in kindergarten through 12th grade to help our nation keep its vow to never forget. More than 95 cents of every dollar you donate to Tunnel to Towers goes to its programs. Never forget the sacrifices of our country's greatest heroes. Donate $11 a month to Tunnel to Towers at T2T.org. That's T, the number two, T.org. If you are an accredited investor, U.S. oil and gas should be part of your investment portfolio. Visit LabradorEnergy.com. Beyond the possibility to invest in a sector that historically delivers sound returns, when you invest with Labrador Energy, you may be able to structure your investment to offset active or passive income. According to many sources, U.S. oil and gas drilling remains one of the best tax-advantaged income investments available. Visit LabradorEnergy.com. You may be able to reduce your tax liability while investing in a sector that historically delivers sound returns. Learn more at LabradorEnergy.com today. Offer for accredited investors only. Past performance is no indication of future results. Investing involves risk. Consult your legal, tax, and financial advisors and read the prospectus before making any investment decisions. Visit LabradorEnergy.com for the prospectus and more information. The 2024 election is upon us, and now is the time to fight back against the war on masculinity in American society today. Thankfully, the patriots at Chalk, C-H-O-Q, are here to help real American men maximize their masculinity by boosting testosterone levels up to 20% over 90 days. I've been taking a male vitality stack from Chalk for like three years now. It is incredible. They are here to help make American men strong again. Testosterone testosterone fueled again maximize your masculinity today at choq.com 
Use the code JESSE for a massive discount on any Chalk subscription for life. CHOQ.com, code JESSE. Limited time offer, subscription cancelable at any time. 